Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Body and Mind Bolly on podcast. We have an, an exceptionally great conversation this morning, and I think it's a conversation that's probably very underspoken in the entirety of the fitness industry. Now, it's a, and it's, it's a situation I think a lot, of, a lot of people get themselves into where they get to a position in their health and fitness goals where they, they kind of end up training more, they do more cardio, they eat less, and almost shut down their the hormonal system to, to, to try to get that ultimate goal. Yet they seem to be making their body worse. Now, I thought I'd bring in my co-host today, Ryan Good, who has lived experience in this situation. And what we can discuss, we can we can really discuss on one the problems that people face in the fitness industry and why we can't overcome why they can't overcome their challenges of of trying to get themselves in a great shape. And and to understand and teach people that, you know, Ryan, we don't have to eat you know, you know, a thousand calories to, uh, to, to try to sustain an amazing physique all year round. I want to try to teach people by the end of this podcast to go, you know what, you actually can have your cake and eat it too. And I think that's an important part is no point just looking great if you're eating very little for the rest of your life, because that's, it's not, that's, that's not living. If you ask me what we want to be able to do is find out and teach people, you know, that you, you can eat a decent amount of food and you can have a glass of wine or a beer here and there and, and it won't upset your physique. So Ryan, good mate. Thanks for joining me today, buddy. Always a pleasure to be here, man. Mate, Love it. Mate, we, we, we had, we had a, had a great little chat the other night yeah. just regarding that documentary. So if, for those that don't know, Ryan Good's actually the producer and director of my up and coming documentary. It's how you think. Just a plug, plug, plug there, and uh, and and this is going to be an incredible journey. But we totally. just thought we'll just have a, a random conversation. We thought, you know what? Let's mic up and, and let, let's share this knowledge because uh, you know the best conversations tend to come, you know, just sit down. And sometimes we go, hang on, hold that conversation. Let's mic up, headphone up, and let's get on with it. Yeah, big time. And I think I am a classic example of this exact topic. You know, and we were talking this morning about. You know, I am the, uh, I'm the, I'm the person who was in that stage of life where I desperately wanted these fitness goals and I desperately wanted the, the Holy Grail six pack that everyone's looking for. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, a, I'm someone who's ter- stereotypically stores a lot of body fat around my, my waistline and like my chest area. And, you know, I went to the, the beloved YouTube, the fitness <laughs> YouTube for every video I could find. And I think it's just funny how a lot of people we can cherry pick information and try our best to find isolated videos on topics, you know, how to burn belly fat, only belly fat. How do I target belly fat? How do I target this type of fat? So I think I was lost in a lot of misinformation for a lot of years. Um, And you can get stuck in this cycle of eat less, eat less, eat less to get shredded because you learn very early on calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie Mm. deficit. However, I think there's a bigger picture because you, if you focus too hard on the calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit without the context, without being healthy, without how, what, you know? I think, I think Ryan, I think you just nailed it at an incredible point because, you know, you, you, you can watch Instagram, et cetera. And look, at the end of the day, fat loss comes down to, you know, a calorie deficit, a energy expenditure in and out. Look, that, that, yes. that's a given. That's, that's the normal. That's, that, that's okay and good and well for the person that's on a weight loss journey that is someone's eating 3,000 calories and all of a sudden they create a calorie deficit and they're good to go. Totally. But what about that person that's, that's eating, let's say in your, your example, which you can share in detail in a second, but you're on those lower to moderate calories probably moderate to lower calories I should probably better say yes and and probably training more and and thinking that oh my god if I if I just eat less I'm going to get that calorie deficit and I'm going to get that six pack but the fact of reality is you're probably running yourself in the ground so so Ryan let, let's just share your example because I think your example is something that 
you know, most people got to see bang. Oh my God. I was the same with that. Same as that dude. Yeah. I was a yo-yo dieter for years. Mm. And I remember the first time I figured out and you're totally right. Calorie deficit is king. And I figured out, oh, okay, I need to just eat. I need to eat less and move more. Um, I was, I was just desperate to lose weight. Desperate. So I would, I was finding myself over a period of probably, you know, five to seven years of after training, of training really hard, man. Like not, not training, giving it everything I've got, but not eating, definitely not eating enough protein because my calories were just so low because every fitness YouTuber was saying, eat less, eat less, eat less. You need to be eating, you know, you need to be in 500 to a thousand calorie deficit every single day, every single day. So my, my body just had nothing to run on. I wasn't, my, uh, my intensity was struggling because I just had not enough fuel in my body in general. Mm. Um, it's probably towards the end of probably like a year before meeting you and just so convinced I was on the right path. I was yeah. like, this is what all the YouTube people are telling <laughs> me to do. Like I'm doing the right thing. No one can tell me otherwise. And I had a few people along the journey saying, hey man, you need to eat more food. And I'm thinking more doesn't equal that less. I'm trying to get less. How does more equal less? And I, I thought I was, I honestly felt like people were giving me conspiracy theories when they were telling me to eat more. It made absolutely no sense. The logic to me. doesn't make sense, does it? it more doesn't, doesn't equal less. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to unlearn all everything I've learned. And this, the, the mystical factor of metabolism was introduced to me and how that plays a role and how important that is for performance. Mm. And how that actually you need to be in a good starting point to actually before you want to lose weight in the first place. Yeah, I think I, re I still remember vividly our first conversation when we were training and, and you were saying, I think it might have been around 1500 calories ish approximately you were having for a, for a grown man that's 30. I was 30 when I came to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so say 30, oh, I was only 32 now, grown man weigh in, still, still a bit of a lightweight. You're not, you don't weigh too much, but neither yeah. do I. You sit around that probably 72 kilo mark. Yes. But back, but I think when I first met you, I don't know if you're a little bit heavier than that. Um, I can't remember. What were your stats when we first met and the calories? So 1,500, what were your stats? Yeah, I think I was, yes. Yeah, so I, I came to you, I was like, I'm eating 1,500 and I was convinced, I was, and I'd plateaued at 1,500. Yep. And I was, I was on the precipice of going down to 1,200 or something like that. That's what I was about to do. And that's when I said, it ain't happening. And you're like, what do you mean? But we've got to be the color deficit. It ain't happening. And that's when I thought, this guy's <laughs> he's lost his mind. Yeah. He doesn't know anything he's about health and fitness. I'm going to go find someone. Who, actually, I'm going to go back to someone who knows something about he's, fitness. He's got to stitch me up, this guy. Yeah, I wanted to find someone that would go, yes, you need to be on 1,200 calories. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I did find a few people who pandered, I call them panda bears. Yeah. They pandered to what I wanted because they knew they could get me. Yeah, sure, let's do 1,200 calories, man, because they didn't really care about my overall well-being. And so, yeah, I was, I think I was 75 kilos, um, but I think I had a lot less muscle than I thought. I yeah. thought I was, I thought I was on Schwarzenegger underneath yeah. all that fat. Um, and I also just, I was, I felt garbage, man. I yeah. really did feel garbage. I felt good hormonally, point. I wasn't in a good place. I felt, I was, I was, not very hungry on twelve hundred, uh, so on fifteen hundred calories as well, which was a bit of a red flag. Mm. Totally would feel. I'd go to bed. I'd, I'd got used to fifteen hundred calories, although training was struggling. But I thought I was on the path to, path to success, but wasn't feeling that great. But I just thought, you know, that's just a part of that's just a part of dieting. Yeah, if if, if you were, um, you know, if you were walking around at, you know below 10% body fat and you're on 1200 calories and you've got a show in two weeks, I'd go, you know what? Sometimes shit happens. <laughs> Sometimes you yeah. have to go excessively low. But if you've got, you know, you're sitting at body fat, you know, on the medium to higher scale yeah. and you've got, you've got, you know, let's say 10 kilo of body fat to lose and you're already on 1500 
calories, you know, and, and you've, you've actually stored, you know, you, you've got to be, keep going lower than that. So, so the, the, the sums in my mind didn't add up. And that was our conversation. I, I remember shutting you down pretty quick yeah. when you were telling me X, Y, Z, and I've just gone, okay, that's it. All right. This is what you need to do. And you're like, yeah, but you know, you don't butt under this roof because for me, a butt is a justification why you don't want to do what I'm asking you to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty straightforward and those that know me, I'm very straightforward in a very nice way, but I I just tell people what needs to be done mm-hmm. and it's not what people want to hear. And that's most of the problem with the fitness industry is people will YouTube 15 different clips until they find the one person that says that kind of validates what that you're agrees actually with doing. Them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but when you look in the mirror, you know, this guy agrees with me, but I still don't look the way that I do. So it doesn't add up. Confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, so our plan straight away was for me to go, dude, we need to actually go the other way. And, and, and funnily enough, I remember sort of bringing food in and, and, and all of a sudden you, you started feeling better. Um, hormonally, you started uh, increasing a little bit as well. Your strength started going through the roof as well. Performance started increased. We had a, we had a program in place that allowed us to actually progress and track our progression in the gym. So yeah. these natural things where, you know, we think we're training hard, but until we have something that can actually, you know, prove in front of us to go, no, here's the data to say, I am getting stronger. Performance is increasing. Well, well, well who would have thought muscle would come on my frame that Absolutely. way? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, it was... It was kind of a situation of I was sitting in front of you as someone who was totally so far away from where I was and it took me looking around the room and seeing all the photos on the wall of mm. countless shredded a- athletes for me to go, okay, the evidence here is undeniable that I'm, I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. might be wrong here. And not, 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 not to mention <laughs> this guy that I'm talking to has done 69 shows before. <laughs> so he's done the odd sort of dieting. So he I'm, knows a thing or two about this. But, so maybe I should be quiet and listen. Yeah. And you know what? The, the fact of reality is the, the reason why I do know is you, you can study, you can research, you can learn all you like. At the end of the day, I've been there and I was in your shoes. Totally. And, and, and I went, if I go back to about a position about six years ago, and, and, and I was in your same position. I actually come off doing two years of dieting straight and done an abundance of shows. And whilst I look, I looked actually great. And even the off season, I was staying super lean. But, oh, my God, man, my, my wife's like, well, what's wrong with you? you got no libido. I'm yep. like, I don't know, man. I don't yep. know. But I, I kind of lost my manhood, you know yes. what I mean? And, and I was starting to get a bit of a complex. And, yes. and about saying that, I actually started feeling really flat and tired. And I actually started getting weaker. Yep. And, and then I started looking worse. So I trained harder. Yeah. Well, I, I, I trained more. Not I thought I was training harder, but then I just started training more. And then I got to a point where we're actually in Bali. My wife's like, are you all right? I'm like, no, I'm actually really sick. Anyway, we, we were going home the next day and we got to the airport mm. and, and I lied down and I started getting really sick. Before you know it, mate, I, I, was, I, was, I was out cold. I was sick. I was actually, wow. I nearly wasn't allowed on the plane. Wow. What happened was I actually had not just shut down my body hormonally and I'm a natural guy, so I'm drug free. I've never had any, any of these performance enhancing drugs that people take. So all it was, was basically physical fatigue, you know, too, too low calories with a too high output of energy. Totally. And my immunity was so weak. So I went to Bali and, and, and got bitten by a couple of mosquitoes, which led on to dengue fever. So I spent, wow. I spent three months in and out of bed. So your immune system months. also took a massive hit. Shot, shot to pieces. So there's a, there's a big point right there. If you notice that these people that are always struggling and they, they've got similar stories, you'll find they've always got a cold or a flu or they've always got an injury. There's always, there's always, yep. there's always something going on, you yep. know? So I learned the hard way and I spent three months in and out of bed and uh, it, it was a tough challenge in time. And that's when I went to go get some bloods done. And when I get your bloods done, basically they come back and said, mate, you've basically, you can't technically, to my knowledge anyway, test for adrenal fatigue too well. 
Uh, but right. but when they come back and said, mate, you've, this is what basically you have to a degree. Right. You need to change your lifestyle. You need to basically eat more. Tell me all the things that I knew anyway, but I but my head took over. Right. And I think that's with most people is that this sport creates a lot of eating disorders. Totally. And uh, we get very vain about how we want to look. And sometimes... Um, me fast forward now six years later, it, like for me to, to stay in, you know, prime condition all year round, it's kind of effortless now. Yes. And, and that's from knowledge and that's kind of what we want to get to the conclusion here on, on how can people get to the point where they don't do what Ryan has done. And, and so how would you describe yourself today, Ryan, knowing that obviously we know, we know the background story of the, the low calories, the overtraining, um, me- mentally, physically, flat, tired, and, and almost going – spiraling downhill to today. Yeah, I was in a, I was, I was, I just was in a shocking place and I was so far away from my goal, even though I thought I was right around the corner from it. But I was, I was years away from my goal if I kept on the trajectory that I was on. And I remember you brought this concept to me that has actually revolutionized the way that I think about training and eating. Is you talk to me about the, the, the calorie bank account. Yeah. Where you can only take away from a bank account that's full. Yeah. Full of money. And I had very little money in my bank. And it's funny because when I was cutting on, when I was eating 1,500 calories, that's probably all I had in the tank. That's why nothing was moving. The needle was not moving at all. But I've learned to now, where I'm at now, is focus on building up my metabolism by slowly increasing my calories through you know steady, incre- steady imp- increments of carbohydrates that now I'm in a place where not only do I feel better, my immune system's better, I'm healthier. I feel like I... I if I was to diet now, I could diet in a way that would I would feel great. I'd feel better, and I my physique would look better because I've built more muscle because my training intensity has been like it's never been before. Yeah, just before you go too far there, just just explain to the listeners also that you know the, the process of obviously we're at fifteen hundred, so yes. we can't just go to two and a half thousand calories or three thousand calories, yes. which is what Instagram tells us to do. It's not the, it's not that's not the real world. The real world was you know we had to actually make this process for you mentally and psychologically yes and to the point where you're unhappy within your skin at the moment so we don't want to add any more you know a, a, a bo- unwanted body fat on our yes. frame in a very very short period of time because that psychologically isn't going to help you as well so totally. I, i'm big on the mental health side people know that and so for me it's not just the physical appearance we want to be able to do it so we don't psychologically scar ourselves along the way there is a point of some body fat will come and that's going to be the inevitable but that yeah. will balance itself out you know in the long run so so how did we do the increases from let's say you were finishing you were eating i don't know 100 carbs mate i don't know it would have been hypothetically something around there yeah we were we were on 100 carbs and i think we were we were slowly it's just this whole reverse diet thing and that's yeah. Totally new concept to me, even mm. though I'd been on the internet for years looking up how to do, how to do. Never even really heard of a reverse diet. And I had heard like a couple of videos. I thought it was total nonsense. Yeah. But now I realized the value of it because as we slowly increased, I was able to feel better, like look better, train better, and without just stacking on body fate really, really quickly. And it was this kind of one step backwards approach to then be able to later take two steps forward. Yeah. But, and people in this industry, dislike the word reverse dieting and look i'm a simple guy i'm like don't reinvent 
reinventing the wheel. At the end of the day, we are reversing the diet from what it was. Yes. We're going to calories, calorie deficit is what you were. Yes. So we're actually reversing and you go the other way. So people want to give it all different names. At the end of the day, I couldn't give it, call it whatever you like. Yes. <laughs> but if you say the word reverse, I guess the general population, the average person understands that we're going the other way. So yes. like if you're driving somewhere and you want to reverse, you go backwards. So we're kind yes. of going the other way from what we were going, which is down the calorie deficit. Now we're sort of increasing calories to increase them to get higher. To, to increase that bank account. Exactly. Or just like savings. Just like savings. And in my mind, in the past, it was more food equals more fat equals yeah. worse physique, everything bad. You know, verse was bad. But now I see kind of totally the value. And there's there was this obsession with being shredded all year round before. Where now I've realized that there's a, there's a, there's a healthy balance there of sometimes it's good to focus on strength. You know, you don't have to be peeled 24 seven. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a performance aspect of the, the, the so-called reverse dieting or, or actually getting that body where you need it to be. Performance for me is, is optimal because I remember we had many conversations and I'd kind of just go, just get strong. Yes. <laughs> Ryan, just get strong. Yeah, but what if I did, Ryan, just get strong. And then you would have another conversation. Are you stronger than you were? Yeah, yeah, cool. You're on the right track. Yes. Okay. So, but what about, no, Ryan, get stronger than you were. Yes. That's one of the, one of the key, key, key ingredients here is improve performance. Get strong. Cool. What next? Yes. Get stronger. Then what next? Get stronger, then stronger. And then get strongest and get the strongest you possibly can. Yes. <laughs> and, and the body got to take care of yes. itself. And life's so much more enjoyable this way. Now that I've kind of shifted my focus mm. as a way that I know that I'm going to delay gratification, you know, one day I'm going to be in a position to be able to lean down at the right time and get the physique I want. And when I do that, I'm actually going to have some muscle on my frame for once as opposed to what I thought before <laughs> where I really had no muscle that I thought I had. I was I had bigorexia. <laughs> you got something to actually cut now. Totally. I had actually <laughs> something behind the layers to peel back. And now I'm more excited about the idea of lifting a bit stronger than I did last week and doing PRs and because mm. I feel amazing and I can go out on the weekend and I can like have, you know, have a little bit of food and not, not feel guilty because I know ultimately it's just carbohydrates. And that, and now I'm not demonizing sugar and carbohydrates to yeah. the level that I was before because I actually have now realized that it's actually my friend. It's, Carb it's fuel. Carbohydrates is my friend. It is. And you said this to me once that really I, I've never forgot. You were like, you know, your body doesn't know what what comes that carbohydrate comes from. It doesn't know if it came from chips or if it doesn't know if it came from rice or brown rice. It's, your body uses it and converts it to glucose either way. Just as fuel. That, that's all it's going to be. And, and, while, and while we say that, you know, we, we, we sit here and we also always condemn a, a, a nutrition diet based on, you know, 80% whole foods. Exactly. But point, point being, if what you're saying though, if, you had, if someone had a, ate a few jelly beans or they ate some Nutri-Grain or they had some white rice. Because that's where um, I was at. Yeah. Would not, would not touch anything that was stereotypically unhealthy food because I was terrified of... Poor carbohydrates get discriminated against. They get they? they get a hard rap <laughs> in the press, and yeah. especially on fitness YouTube. I know. Hey, hey, so you, you raised it. Something just clicked in my head, yes. and basically what you were saying before, based on our very first conversations, there, there, there's there's a reason why um, on the psychological side of why people don't get where they need to be, and 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 we can sit here as coaches and and I and I can give people advice, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I know, yeah, but but they'll try to butt and justify, yeah why I don't want to do or why they yeah. don't want to do what I ask them to do. Yeah. 
Now, the reason is, is because as human beings, we have our inner ego, right? Yes. And, and, and so I'm not talking our ego like, you know, I'm the greatest, this is that. Our inner ego that's, had, that's made us who we are. We're, we're almost pre-wired based on our previous experiences in life. So it's, it's that egotistic moment that when someone says something, we automatically default, no, no I'm not doing that. I'm going back to the old way. So if I'm doing, doing yes. counts, counseling with someone, and I say, mate, you need to do, oh, yeah, no, I don't do that because I've been doing this. Yeah, yeah but hang on, I'm not the depressed one here. <laughs> yes. This is what you need to, yeah, I know, but I've got to do this. But that's not working. Oh, yeah, I know. But they, and they keep resolving back to the old ways. Yes. So, so the biggest thing, uh, one, one message I tell people is that, you know, what, what you think you know, you're in a situation, you've gone to get help, so there's a problem. When you go to the professional, sometimes you have to, you have faith and you have to trust them. Yes. And, and, and as long as they're a reputable person, uh, that there's good coaches, there's not so good coaches, there's great builders and there's not great, great builders. But, yes. but I'll do your research. I tell people and, and be very open-minded. And sometimes if you go on to reach out for help, please open your mind and take the advice. Don't go against what the professionals say based on what you think you know. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to go see a professional anyway. Yes. That makes T- sense. Totally, totally. And just on what we were saying before about metabolism, like from your perspective, why do you think in general it's such a good – because you, you've often mentioned to me that when people come in here – and a lot of people come in here like me. Mm. So that starting point. All he is. Yeah, we all come in mm. and we go, we want to lose weight. And then you say, how much food are we eating? And we're all eating nothing. Little. And then sometimes on the weekend we eat tremendous amounts. Yeah. And then we go back to eating nothing. That's, that's, I would say that's the stereotypical person that you deal with and that I deal with. So why, why in your mind, how could you summarize metabolism being needs to be the new goal? Yeah, but because there has to have a point of... The, the, the body loves consistency. You know, if it, yeah. please, people don't try and trick your body. Your, tr- your body is so intelligent. It's so smart. It, it loves, like human beings in life, we love consistency. We love routine. We love our rituals. That's where our best results come from, being yeah. disciplined with our consistency. Now, metabolism is something as well. You know, it's, um, it's, it's we have a busy lifestyle. We all want to eat and be socialized and have a couple of beers here and there. And, and, and it's the biggest thing you need to set up. It's like the metabolism stroke your bank account. You've got to have your bank account set up. Totally. You can't keep running it low and wanted to live above your means. It, it, you just can't do that. You're going to overspend your means. You're going to send yourself broke. Now, if you think you can, you know, eat eat very, very little, but then all of a sudden you go and binge, you're eating outside your your means, you're going to put a lot of weight on. Yes. And so many people come here and they're, and they're overweight and they go, oh, but I'm not eating anything. Yeah, but hang on. You failed to tell me about the two days on the weekend that you'd actually eat 6,000 calories. Exactly. Or you drink 6,000 calories. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm good every other day. Well, how about we go, we, we find a number and we find a consistent balance between the seven days of the week and, or at least five out of seven days and just find an average. I'm a big per- believer in, you know, everyone talks about the 80%, 80-20 rule. Uh, yeah. I think if if you were to go into the gym for the next 20 years and train at 80% every time you go in there, but you're going to be way ahead of the next person. Totally. As opposed to going there and trying to go 100%, go nuts, all out. You're going to burn out, get injured or thereabouts. So I'm a big believer in people also when they come in here and they got, you know, some personal problems and they drink a lot of alcohol. I'm the first to say, I'm not here to quit alcohol. But they're like, but you know what? It's, it's this and that. Oh, I should, I've got to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you if you could have quit, you wouldn't you wouldn't be having this conversation with me. Yeah. Well, how about we look at tapering? Yes. How about we look at changing our behaviours? How about we look at, don't worry about starting to diet straight off the bat. Let's just make a few dietary changes and, yeah. and, 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 and let's make the process build up because it does take at least 60 days plus for an average human being to change their ways and change their behaviours. Mm-hmm. So I can't just sit down and expect someone to, to rewire their mind overnight. It's like with you, we'd have conversations the first time we would have spoken. You're like, this guy's kind of nuts, but I know he knows what he's talking about, but it's going to take me a little while for me to get my head around it. 
Yes. And that's that 60 days, which is only eight weeks. It's not very long. And and then it's like someone, we're not born with anxiety. We train ourselves to get anxiety based on events and situations. Yeah. Depressed mindset, usually events get us into situations. We do things that probably don't aid us and we kind of get ourselves a little bit darker. We, we, we trained ourselves, unfortunately. So we can untrain that. I'm a big believer of depression, anxiety, uh, metabolism. Everything is reversible. Everything. We're, totally. We're, it's, like, it's like a stallion, mate. You can train it. You know what I mean? Yes. A dog, you can train it. Um, human beings, um, the, the older someone is, the harder it takes, you know, the longer it takes for us to, for me to try to rewire someone's mindset because they've, they've been set in their ways for uh, about 40 years if they're 40 years old. So the younger someone is, a very, it's a lot easier because it's less sort of traumatic what they're going through. Yes. So metabolism for me, to answer your question, is it's almost like the pivotal key. Uh, and, and, totally. to, and to get to that point as something where you, you know if you're eating low and you want to get high sometimes just find a happy medium like in your case you know we would have gone from 1500 calories we would have just gone up just to you know the first few weeks this has got around that 1800 mark you know you, you didn't put any body fat basically put no weight on if anything your body was actually starting to perform better your performance in the gym was better so oh you, yeah so you add more muscle mass now muscle controls metabolism i'll say that again muscle has a direct correlation to metabolism yes. so if we're adding more muscle to our frame our metabolic capacity is going to increase you are not going to add more muscle or get stronger on 1500 calories yes you thought you were but when we start getting your more food that's why back to my point earlier is you know if you want to improve that metabolism get strong and, and if you want to improve the metabolism again a little bit more and get stronger again totally and so this is where performance is is the pivotal driving force to building that metabolism as long as um you know food's adequate that's why i always revert to powerlifters uh i believe powerlifters are, are, are one sport they got it right mm. you know i'm not, not talking the ones that are, you know are grossly eating like big overweight but there's a lot of powerlifters these days that are, they're in great shape yeah, and and, and you see powerlifting ladies eating, you know, twenty seven hundred calories plus, um, and they carry a lot of muscle. They muscle, muscle. They have, they might have a little bit of body fat, but at the end of the day, if they were to cut that back, uh, they'd look amazing. Uh, which they do. They they usually w when I see them on stage, and and you see ladies that are quite muscular. There's a reason being for that. They're quite strong. And I would argue that if they were to diet, they could do it in a semi easy manner. It wouldn't be. Yeah. This treacherous thing that a lot of these bodybuilders and every everyday people experience when they try to diet because they're not healthy to start. They had a great bank account, didn't they? So they great could, bank account they, to start. They could buy whatever house they wanted. Exactly. AKA they got a, a lot of calories in the bank so they can actually get the conditioning thereafter. Yeah, it's, it's like just such an important goal is just to have as much calories in the bank as physically possible before you started to cut or start to chase that dream body fat or. I just think that can't be overstated. And it's, that's the biggest thing I've learned. Yeah, it is. It is, right. And I, and I think to to add to the pivotal point that th this doesn't get reversed in a week or two or three or four. Yes. And and this is one thing that there's a word called, uh, yucky word called patience. Ryan, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, every, it's not people's cup of tea, yeah. but I tell you what, if you want a great physique, you better start learning patience in the natural world, because if you haven't got it, you've lost already. And the reason why people want to do so many cuts yeah. and try so many different things is go, Oh, but I tried this diet for two weeks and it didn't work. What do you mean? It didn't work. How do you yeah. know? How do you, did you track your food? Did you track your progress? Did you track your strength? Oh no, but I didn't lose any weight. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't tell me anything. Let, let's set some values. And, and usually I tell people the time that they've got themselves into that situation, whatever it might be be is probably the time frame is going to take them to undo it so let's yeah. say let's say someone's done a done done 12 months of dieting and potentially it's going to take them 12 months plus 
Yeah. Uh, po- probably plus that and a half to actually get their body rectified. That's why now I do shows every three years. People are like, but what? why so long? Because that's what it takes out of for, for a 45-year-old, I believe, to optimally get my levels, hormone levels, um, mentally, psychologically, be. even get muscle mass back on my frame. I would have lost muscle mass during the dieting phase. And three years is a bit extreme, but that's just for my lifestyle. But I reckon two years would be adequate. But I used to, back in the early days, I'd be doing two years straight of dieting. And then I might have six months off. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to diet again. Yeah. But I was just obsessed with being lean. And yeah. I, but I, but I, what I did was as the years went on gone, I actually got smaller and I had to diet on less food as the time went on. I couldn't work it out and I had to do more cardio. I was like, man, I didn't have to do, I never had to do cardio. I can't yeah. believe what's going on. So, so this is, so my, my metabolic set point had actually decreased and changed as years went on. And everyone's like, oh yeah, it's just because you're older. It's got nothing to do with it. It's, it's because I was breaking down muscle mass and, and my dieting set point, metabolic set point changed all the time. First, yeah. time, first time I died, I'm on 3,000 calories. Next time I died, I'm on two and a half. Next time I died, I'm on 2,000. And, and, and then was, there was one time I died in on like 900 calories and I'm a grown man. Totally. And, and I wasn't even in shape. Wow. Ridiculous. This wow. goes, goes to show how much I decreased my metabolic set point. So for me to, to reverse that, I'd sat out of the sport for two and a half years. And then the next six months after that, I died and I, I come back looking pretty sharp and started yeah. realizing that, okay, Leon, so the time between shows or the time between the dining phases uh, is so important. People doing, so mo- important. People doing multiple challenges. It's why I don't do a lot mm. of challenges here. I've got nothing against them. I'm all for goals for people. I think they're important. I think it's a given, but do a challenge, get in there and get out and then start progressing, building the body again. And, and if you're going to do it, do it right the first time. Don't half do a challenge because that's what makes people, Ryan, do another challenge. Correct. Oh, I'll do another challenge. I'll do another. Before you know it, they've done three back-to-back challenges and they were all done at 60%. And that not one of them got the result they're after. Yeah. So they're, they're just chasing themselves. And the other thing is, this, and this goes back to what I was saying before, is when you do that many challenges and you constantly in that state of yo-yoing is – the rebound, it's really hard. Once you get that goal, after that 12-week challenge and you take that photo, it's really, really hard to keep that condition, particularly if your muscle isn't there to support it. And this yep. is something you say all the time, muscle controls metabolism. Yeah. So if you don't have the frame there, you don't have the engine built, you know, you can do the 12-week challenge, but how long is that going to last? And how long are you going to be able to sustain that? Yeah, if you, if you have a, a, a smaller amount of muscle mass and you go to constant dieting, well – you haven't got the, the muscle there to control that metabolism, so to speak. So you're on the lower side. So it's got to be inevitable after your 12-week challenge finishes, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to eat pretty yep. big. And you're, you're not just going to have one or two meals. You're probably going to have, especially if you're inexperienced, you, even though there's some edu- education everywhere these days, but the, the full reverse diet, it's a whole other conversation for another day. But 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 just a long story short for people, if, you know, if you're doing a 12-week challenge, for example, um, to save yourself so, some trouble, that 12 weeks has to be 16 weeks. What I'm saying is that, you know, when you finish that 12th week, you, you don't go eating now for the for the next two weeks and then I'll go diet again or I'll clean things up. Don't go straight to Domino's <laughs> after, the tw- after the challenge, yeah. Mate, you, you've got to at least get some sort of, and I'm not saying everyone has to reverse diet slow. You know, sometimes some people want to go to maintenance. Let's say a lady diet starts a diet on, on 200 carbs and she finishes at 100. Well, you could probably go back, uh, you know, to week, you know, I don't know, week probably 13 just after the 12-week challenge. And you could probably go back to somewhere around that 180 carbs or something yeah. like that because you've got to put weight on anyway. Yeah. So if you go back to a consistent balance, it's enough food, it's not too bad, and then you can build on that. Um, the reverse dieting slow. For some ladies, it's great. For some guys, it's great. For some people, it's torture. 
because they've just psychologically, come off the, yeah. And so going from a finish on 100 carbs and going up to like 120, then going like 140, 160. Some people can do that. It's a great way to go about it. Some people it works, but most people go, you know what? Just get me back to maintenance. I'm going to put body fat on anyway, anyway. But I want to get back to building and back to my hormone levels. You know, to be at a good status. So they're trying to get that homeo status, getting their body back to that normal balance as fast as they can, as opposed to finishing the dieting and reversing slow. Either one of them is a, it's a very personal opinion. And um, I'm moderate in the middle. I don't like it too slow. I don't want to torture myself after I've just been dieting for 28 weeks. Yes. But I don't want to go putting on an abundance of calories. I think my last, as a, as a reference, my last show I finished at around that 1,850 calories straight, 1,900. So not too bad considering I started at 3,200. Right. So straight off the bat, I'd gone back to 2,500. So not, not right to my, my, high, my first maintenance because that would have been too much. Back to 2,500, that's acceptable. That's gone from, you know, 190 carbs back to 300. That's moderate. I'm still hungry because yes. I'm, I'm, you know, hormonally still out, out and not in a great position, but it's sustainable. And, and, I, and yes. I can manage that. And if I can hang on to that for the next probably four weeks or so, and maybe slowly increase from there, you know, my my body's going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. And you said this to me after we did my last little mini cut where I did two weeks where I was on 1500 calories at some, I was on low calories at one point, probably no, I was on 1800 and I was like really, because it was only two weeks, it was very aggressive cut. And I was really struggling with that. But that was because I, my body was so used to higher calories. So I was in a healthier place. So eating less food was more taxing on the body because I was in a healthier place. My body was yeah. like, no, I want more food. So, and I think that's interesting because you brought this up the last time when we wanted to reverse out of that. You said, I said, why don't you reverse me 100, 100 calories at a time, you know, all the way up to back to where we were. And you were like, oh, well, ultimately we're going to get back to, your body fat's probably going to go back to that point Either that point, definitely. It's going to go back to that point this week, or it's going to go back to that point in five weeks. So we don't need to waste five weeks. So the reverse doesn't have to be a painfully slow experience. Yeah, you're you're right. And there's a lot of lot of coaches out there these days that are happy to get people back to maintenance as soon as possible. Yeah. And the more you can restore that again, that homeostasis, that body's your natural remedy. You know, you're back in the off season. Strength comes back faster, which means metabolism will come back faster as opposed to slowing. So there's so there's no right or wrong here. It's a really optional challenge. I have some really disciplined people that go, you know what? No, I love the slow reverse. I'm not a big eater. I'm not hungry. I'm good. And they are ultra disciplined, probably because they've always eaten very little food. So so they're kind of good to go um but but just to wrap it up ryan like what's the what's the best advice you can give someone that's that's listening to this podcast now and going oh my god they're talking straight to us i'm eating hardly anything i'm so hungry i'm actually miserable what's the best advice yeah i would say this is the big thing that you i want to ring home on the thing that you brought up before is patience and you said to me hey man you know what you need to stop obsessing over this goal and need to get a six pack you're not going on on any holiday anytime soon you're not you don't need to get this goal in six weeks you just want this in six weeks you need to shift your goal to get healthy put some muscle on get into the best possible position and save that goal for the time that you want to actually get lean and you actually need to be lean for some particular reason but shift your focus focus on being in the best possible position metabolically having the most amount of muscle on your frame as possible before you to hop in that, that position. And if you're on, if you've been yo-yo dieting and you're plateauing left, right and center, something's wrong. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. I love something's it. Something's wrong. I, lo- I love it. And, and that key word in there and all that is sort of patience. And I think one other thing too, to finish on is that one, one thing that doesn't get spoken about too much is, is what I see is that I go, I go obviously see a lot of depressed people, uh, yeah. depressed mindsets. And the last thing you want to do is throw them in a deficit. 
Totally. My goodness gracious. Look, it's a recipe for disaster. You know, when someone's, you know, got that depressed mindset and hormonally they may not be in a great place as it is, you're, you're, and you're going to now rip off 10 kilos over the course of 30 weeks, you know, you're, you're asking to put that person in a pretty dark place. Now, I'm a very big advocate of this sport. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I think um, the fitness industry creates more depressed people than any other sport on the planet because it's a very image thing. So I tell people, you look, you learn, you, you, you must be patient. Sometimes you've got to go backwards to go forwards. And not, you're not even really going backwards. You're just going, it's like if you're driving to Brisbane, you go down the Bruce Highway. Sometimes you've just got to go a different way if there's an accident. You just have to do that. But yeah. you're going to get to the same destination. It just might take a little bit longer. So, so in this case, you know, I tell people, look, hey, how about we work on the psychology of yourself? We get food up, make you feel better. And then, and then when we sort of improve that aspect of your well-being, then we can look at a, a cut because, you know, most time people want to cut and they're not ready to cut, psychologically not ready to cut. And all of a sudden, they're, they're kind of digging themselves a double hole. Totally. And, and, and low calories, let's be realistic, it makes you miserable. Totally. It really, really does. It's okay for events for short periods of time. That's just inevitable. It's how it yep. is, like contest prep, et cetera. But for, for the healthy person that's out there that just goes, you know what, I just want to get myself in shape. Um, I hold a lot of people back from preparation and it really annoys people. It really, really does, Ryan. And you know yeah. what? And I just go, you know what? I can tell you what you want to hear and we can start dieting now, but I know what the outcome was. One, you're going to be on super low food and you're going to drop short anyway and you're not even going as lean as you want to get. And guess what? Now you're going to be in a worse frame of mind. Totally. So let's do it right the first time and get it right. Let's not do it three, four times, and which means we've dug a further hole anyway, which means we're further from the, from the goal that we're after anyway. When you delay gratification, it's just and it's just such a more pleasurable experience too when you finally get to that place yep so 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 wrapping up guys i hope that's become um yeah very understanding about how the human body actually does work and sometimes it's about you know working with it being patient and sometimes you just got to go a different way to what your inner ego thinks that has to be done or or what social media or what youtube tells us to do definitely because youtube doesn't tell us what's going on that specific in a person just tells us some information and, and, and we can only take that information on, but we need to then take that information on and go, well, am I in the situation to take that information on? A lot of the time, people aren't. So, um, Ryan, thanks for your time today. It's Always been, love it's it. Been, it's been a pleasure, my friend. And guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope there's some cool knowledge bombs there that you guys can uh, can take home. But again, just remember, sometimes in this world, you know, where pa- patience is king. Uh, patience and consistency and, and dedication and discipline are the words that I sort of live by. And, and I tell people that don't, 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 you don't have to be the best or strive to be the best or all you need to do is sometimes do the best you can, but just focus more on having a great routine, rituals, be educate yourself, educate yourself and just be consistent in your approach. And God, again, I'll say that word out, just be patient. Guys, have an absolutely stellar day. Thanks for tuning in to the Body and Mind Volume podcast. Have a wonderful day.